hello, hello, welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast where if we were using a GPS and we checked the box that says, uh, no funkin', you know, it said no highways, uh, this podcast would be in route, I don't really know if that works, but I'm gonna go with Jay Christie, Joni's always by Andre, Andre, how are you? Hey, Jake, <clears throat> how we doing? Uh, we're good. Uh, <laughs> uh how, how you feeling? Because I know that you just got, you got your second Mo- uh, Moderna shot yesterday, right? Wrong, Pfizer. Sorry, I, yeah, oh, duh, yeah. I, I apologize, I was mixing up my podcast, because both the other guys in the MCU podcast are both Moderna, and I'm a Pfizer boy. Um, I imagine you're probably... Yeah. Are, are you feeling okay? Yeah, actually, so I got it yesterday, like, at 7 a.m., yeah. and um, I think the majority of it was just feeling like it was hard to get out of bed, mm-hmm. um, and I had, like, a slight headache, but aside from that, like, um, no chills, uh, yeah, I, not honestly, multiplying. I really didn't have any symptoms outside of my arm hurting with Pfizer, and everyone I, know who's, gotten hurts, Mad- yeah. everyone I know who's gotten Moderna has had bad uh, side effects, so, um, you know. Looks like we lucked out. Yeah, I was, no one has a choice, though, really, so just get it no matter what it is, but still, Pfizer gang. For, uh, you know, but anybody speaking of injections, this episode, you know, Mr. Monk joins a cult. What do you think about it? Uh, I think it was a return to form. Um, mm-hmm. it, I feel like the last few episodes have not been my favorite, mm-hmm. but, um, I actually really enjoyed this one. That was great. Yeah. I think that this is a good one. Um, it has, it kind of has the general monk setup of like put monk in a funny situation. Um, yeah. Got a big guest star. One that kind of suits him too. Uh, what monk situation? Yeah. Um, yeah. And anyway, we start off where Monk, he's got a big surprise for Natalie. And um, he, what, what's Monk's big surprise? That is it like, is he going to buy her a flowers? Is he going to, what is he going to do? Uh, I mean, so they show up to like a cell phone, like uh, some sort of cell phone store. Mm-hmm. And we think that he's going to get a cell phone. He's for finally going to get a cell phone. Yeah, uh, but turns out he's more in the market for a beeper. But mm-hmm. not only that, he's not in the market. He's in the market for Natalie to get a beeper. And apparently she can afford it with the very minimal money that he pays. Yes. Um, have, did you ever have a beeper? I assume the answer is no. Um, I actually did. Yeah. You did? Man. Yeah. But, uh, when did you have a beeper? When I was like in seventh grade or something. Hmm. For what? I, I don't know. I feel like but, even, uh, I mean, I know you're older than me, but I feel like even then that would have been at the end of the beeper, you know, that was like in the early 2000s, right? Oh, no, for sure. For sure. No, no, no. no. I absolutely, like, I um, I, th- I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, basically, yeah. my sister had one forever. And then right at the tail end, right before everyone was getting cell phones, um, that opportunity came. And I had it for a week before I left it in my pants. And they promptly got washed. And then Wonderful. after that, it was over. I hate to yeah. reference the show because as it's been established on this on our podcast, you hate it because you don't like the theme song. But one of the best running bits in the first season of 30 Rock is uh, Liz's boyfriend, who's He's played by Dean Winters, who was he was on Oz and he played Mayhem in those Allstate commercials or State Farm. Right. Or all, yeah. Right. Um, he is the beeper king of New York, and he basically it's what it's like right. 2006, and his whole job is he sells beepers and has a line that me and my brothers, specifically me and my older brother, quote all the time, where he says, "No, Liz, you understand technology is cyclical," and I was like, "No, it's not. Like, it's technology is not cyclical. <laughs> I was like, technology cyclical. Beepers are gonna come back." <laughs> I mean, I think. Do doctors still use them? I think they do, right? Yeah, they have to because they're they are basically reliable anywhere on Earth. Um, also, fun fact: the first episode of the show, The West Wing, has a major plot line where uh, Sam Seaborn, Rob Lowe's character, accidentally 
he has a one night stand and he accidentally goes to work with his uh the one night stands beeper and she takes his the only problem the one night stand was secretly an escort and so he gets a call a beeper to, I had a to feeling call, that today was gonna be to call an yeah. escort uh service um shouts to that that's such a 1999 plot line um, that's such a Rob Lowe plot line. Oh my! You know, the difference is that if Rob Lowe did it, he, he would know down, but he would know going in. Like he would have hired her as an escort. It wouldn't have been um, right, right. And then finally, just to finish up this bit, it has. I, th- I don't know if it's in actually the first episode or, or later episode where they're talking about it, where he go. He says to uh, Toby, who's a great character, Richard Schiff. He says, um, "I accidentally had sex with a prostitute," and he says, "What? Did you trip or something?" <laughs> Uh, is that where that line started or that was just a play to that one what no because i remember there was like a like that was a a famous thing to like say all the time i guess like i remember there was like an eminem song where he just said like what she tripped fell landed on his dick or something like that i mean that it's it's not a hard thing to imagine but yeah anyway um yeah natalie of course doesn't want the beaver because uh you know she doesn't want to pay for it and also she has a cell phone but then they see that they're being watched they always feel like somebody's watching them, and it's a, a very, very sad-looking older couple. Yeah, they're just sitting there, and basically Natalie recognizes them. Apparently, their daughter had been murdered recently, and uh, it looked like it was like a weird case. Uh, did she mention it right off the bat that it's like a culty thing? Or no, not? I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, but then so like Monk, like you know, notices it, and he starts to like want to like deflect from it and starts mentioning like kind of like in a dickish way about like how they're going to start crying and yeah. he can't deal with it and, and he says blah, he's blah, busy because he's doing his taxes and rotating his couch cushions which is very funny <laughs> rotating his couch cushions um, right like he's rotating his fucking tires exactly um, yeah and as they walk when they finally walk up he says you win i'll take the case so they go to without, the without them saying a word. Yeah, exactly. Then we cut to the theme song. It's it's a weird cold open because the murder doesn't happen. It, like there's no real nothing really happens in the beginning of it. It's kind of just the one off beeper joke. Um, but right. Then we well, cut... because they couldn't show they couldn't show it to us. Exactly. Because if we saw the murder, we would know. Because it's not even like one of those things where like there there would be no way to show the murder without giving away what it was. But anyway, exactly. We cut to a park, and it's where the uh, lady was murdered. And um, not only are they going to the scene, they also have the guy who was an eyewitness. Right, uh, not Ray Donovan, but uh, Tom Donovan. I yeah. just wrote down the actor's name because he's a character actor, John Ross Bowie. Um, who? Uh, Any know. relation to David? Uh, I don't think so, given that uh, David Bowie's real name isn't David Bowie. That his name, right. his name is David Jones, but he didn't want to be confused with Davy Jones from the Monkees, so he changed it to David Bowie. Or the pirate. No, but I, that, like this is just a factual thing. So he, he said specifically it was David Jones for the monkeys. I don't think anyone would be like, "Oh man, you hear this new song by David Jones? Oh, are the pirates making music now." <laughs> or uh, what's it called, uh, Bill Nye? Bill Nye and Bill Nye. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, crazy that that's a thing. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so he is basically explaining that he was coming home from Sac- uh, Sacramento and there's a bit where Randy keeps interrupting him and like telling a story for him which I don't think is a good I don't think it's it's kind of funny it's one of those things you can just tell that they needed a joke to break up what is just clearly a gruesome recounting of a woman being murdered right yeah yeah it was a weird uh, weird tonal difference but uh, yeah so that happens but they're also like mentioning that the you know the crime appeared to have happened like five days ago right yeah and and, what, like, and when he, he pulled up to use the restroom, what did he see? 
He saw a group of five or six people, uh, I guess, huddled around this poor girl, and they were, like, taking their turns, like, what appeared to be, like, ritually, uh, like, stabbing her to death. Yeah. And, uh, and I guess he interrupted them in some way, and they were, I guess they carved a son into her yeah. chest and took off in, like, a silver van. Yeah. And so he um, put her in his car, drove her to the hospital, and apparently she whispered to him, Father found me. And father is none other than uh, Ralph Roberts, which is, man, Ralph is not a great name for a guy who's claiming to be, like, an immortal son of God. Right. Uh, what was that guy's name from fucking uh, the Nexium shit? I know oh, that he wasn't a god person, shit. but what was um, his name? Uh, I don't remember. Um, I didn't watch the documentary. I actually listened to um, uh, Keith Rear. I listened to a podcast oh, yeah. that, that happened, like, not to be like the on the hipster shit about Nexium, but like two years before they did the documentary, this Canadian like uh, long form news company did a podcast about it because like a reporter's like old friend joined it, and man, that was I remember when I saw they're making a documentary about it. It's like oh man, like this should have been happening forever ago. But anyway, shouts to Allison Mack. Hope she's doing well in prison. Um, Wait, but what's a what's a better cultist name, Ralph or Keith? Keith is a Ralph is a worse name as just a person. Ralph is just a bad name, um, in general, in my opinion. Shouts to all Ralphs out there. Yeah, shouts to the in store Ralph. Slander. Shouts to Wreck It Ralph. Um, no shouts to my grandmother's old boyfriend named Ralph, who would say to me and my brothers, "Hey, you know, we're gonna sell you for a nickel outside A and P." So don't no shouts to him. What's A um, and P? It's a it's a grocery store chain on the East Coast. Um, okay. Which I don't, it's weird because I think if I remember correctly, A and P stands for Atlantic and Pacific, but I think it only exists on the East Coast. Anyway, um, all right. So uh, yeah, he, Ralph. And be- before, well, yeah, well, well he was a Go. car sales a car salesman before mm-hmm. uh, starting the Siblings of the Sun. Mm-hmm. Good cult name. I mean, it sounds good. Um, you know, Sun Siblings, two very uh, big cult things. Are you a big cult guy or no? I mean, I'm interested in them, um, but this is like a weird cult. <clears throat> I mean, it's not weird, but it's like it, it has a certain look to like a non like Christian cult, but it's very yeah. much uh, like a Christian cult. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It is a bit. It's a little mixed sig- signals because it's yeah. Fr- it's like from Christian ideology, but it's very has a very Eastern look. Um, yeah, and it has like a very midsummer look for a little bit. Actually, yeah, also it's it's a. I mean, it's kind of speaking matching, and also the thing is, it's not really that sinister ultimately, which is kind of disappointing. Because yeah. even though, even though I like that the end of the episode is that it's he's not the bad guy, I think that that's actually interesting. Um, I wish yeah. that there was a more like the worst thing he does is just take the people's money, which is of course a bad thing. But like, I mean, let's a little bit of uh, a little more Heaven's Gate uh, would have been welcome. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. We we need that sick they shit in our lives. How great would it be if they were all wearing matching Nikes? Wonderful. Oh, Cortez's. Uh, shouts to that, those shoes. Honestly, great, great stuff. Like, I I hate to make light of stuff, and by that, of course, I'm joking. I don't mind making light of that stuff at all. But it is so funny <laughs> that they were all wearing matching Nikes. And that they stopped <laughs> making those shoes after that. <laughs> Imagine – I'll think about it. Imagine how shitty what your Colton's – what. Your, Imagine how off the deep end your cult has to be to make Nike, one of the biggest corporations in the world, change their business plan. <laughs> right. That's crazy. That's anyway. influence. So he uh, – what we learn is that uh, this poor girl – I forget her name. 
she changed her name a couple times. Um, Amanda Clark. Amanda Clark. She moved to a place in like the North Bay, and then she was a member of the old world's oldest profession, which then Monk's joke here I love. What did he say it was? He said stonemason, huh? Like very right. serious. <laughs> right, 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 right. But it's true, right? What? No, what, that she was a member of the old she was a, she was a prostitute. No, 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 no. But prostitute is the oldest profession in the world. I don't. I mean, people. They say just that. think people say. I don't. The, people it, are saying the yeah. People are saying the problem with that is that how do you define profession, ultimately? Right. Because in actuality, like the world, the, the first person. The first job someone would have where they weren't working for themselves, because obviously through most of human like existence, we were all fen- just getting food and fending for ourselves. So the first job probably was like a construction type job or something like that. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I'll say this. it. It or, definitely uh, was not a uh, prostitution. Just because hunter and gatherer. No, well, that's not that. That's what I mean. That's how. That's why I say when how do you find job? Because if you're hunting and gathering for yourself, then that's not really a job, is it? What if you're selling it for other goods? In that case, then that it, I, I that is that would be the first job. Um, but yeah, anyway. Okay. Um, so apparently the problem with this whole case is that even though Father has been identified, he has a hundred alibis because obviously all the cult members are going to say that he was at the compound the whole time. Yeah, that's uh, – it's – Oh man, it's you know a tale. Sadly, it's like a tale as old as time. You know, it kind of you hear about it all the time. Do you know anybody that's ever left? No, like, that's... I, I think I think Colts for one are a very West Coast thing. No disrespect, but it is like I think it's a lot harder to in uh, in the South too. Like I just don't know anyone. To be frank, like there's if someone's gonna join a cult, it's gonna be like a super duper. They could just become Baptist. Like they don't need to join a cult. Um, right, right. But uh, no, I don't know anyone who's been in a cult. Um, do you know anyone who's been in a cult? Um, well, okay, like, my old co-workers were kind of, like, in this weird, like, culty thing. Um, mm. it was, like, a, like, one of those, like, motivational speaking, like, Tony Robbins kind of mm-hmm. shit, but, like, a little, like, a side sect of it, and mm-hmm. I remember I attended one of their things because they told me to. Mm-hmm. We basically had to, like, walk on coals and, like, break mm. shit, like, walk on glass and all kinds of, like, weird-ass crap, and I just did it because I needed a fucking job at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking back on it, it was like very not yeah. fun and very yeah. manipulative. It's hard. The thing is, it's hard to find a cult. I definitely don't know anyone. I know people who do weird shit. I've known people who've done weird shit like that. But a cult, like I, when I think of, if I'm going to say with my chest that someone joined a cult, they need to have like matching uniforms or like, you know, make you give over your life savings, etc. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, they decided that they're going to have to send someone in to the compound but they can't, it can't be a cop because the cult has like 20 lawyers on retainer and they love to sue the city um which they love honestly to sue cops yeah they love to sue cops and that is real that's very realistic i mean that was the big yeah. thing with nexium is that they had all they just would l- sue you into death um which is really it's a really great system that we have that that's a thing that people can do really just you love it you love to see it um right but monk offers um which is of course a problem because Monk, as Stammer says, is the most gullible person he knows. Right. He offers to do it, but they ultimately decide that they're going to let Natalie take the reins. Which, like, I feel like that was, like, such a rushed decision. Like, she has a fucking kid, man. <laughs> yeah, that's – it's bad. Also, I just want to point out the joke where Stammer says, yeah, I was talking to Joey Heatherton. She agrees. <laughs> Which is fine. I don't get what that means. Be- because he's so gullible that he would think that Stammer was talking to a singer, like, a, uh, and that 
why would he, he's basically making the point that he's so gullible that he believed that Steinberg was talking to Joey Heatherton. Wait, who the fuck is Joey Heatherton? Oh, well, that's why you don't get the joke. That she's okay, like yeah. an old-timey singer, if I remember correctly. No, well, I mean, she was an actress and singer in like the 60s and 70s, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway. Did she join a, a cult? No. no. No, no, no. Okay. I mean, maybe. Yeah, everyone was doing cults in like the 60s and stuff. Um, right. Yeah, she, honestly, she could have been on Spawn Ranch. Who knows? Um, and, uh, you know, they're, so Natalie and Monk are going to approach the table, like where their people are being recruited. Um, and Monk is, of course, worried about himself because he's worried that he won't have food or drink, um, uh, which I think is, of course, funny. Um, and so Natalie is, you know, she's gearing up. She's going to initiate herself in. Yeah, or at least that's what we think is going to happen. Um, so we end up like what? Or did you already say that we cut to like them at the thing? Yeah, we cut. And then one of the people there is... Uh, Okay, have you ever seen them do that shit, by the way? Okay, because this what? is, like, the thing where it's, like, a Scientology. It's basically just Scientology. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, th- like here in, like, Burbank specifically, I can tell you, like, when I went to high school, we would hang out at this one area mm-hmm. of Burbank, downtown Burbank, which was just, like, mm-hmm. a mall and, like, a bunch of other places, movie theaters and shit. But there would always be Scientologists that set up outside giving you free personality tests. Mm. And basically, they would, like, diagnose you as being a suppressive or whatever type or, you know, there's, like, mm-hmm. there's two designations. There's, like, yeah. SPs and some other crap. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you would take this test and if you, depending on how you did, they, they would like, you know, suggest they'd give you brochures and like line you up to like take a tour and shit. And mm-hmm. like, they would even do that to like fucking high school students. Yeah. So this took me back to that. Uh, no, I've never seen that. Once again, my only encounter with things like that are always- Even though just... Florida. Yeah. Well, water, let, me right? there, let me get there. Uh, that <laughs> mostly just cr- like Christians. Like that was just a big thing where they bought- Yes, I have seen the big Scientology building in Clearwater, and let me tell you, it is terrifying because it's in an area that there really aren't any other really tall buildings, and then there's just this gigantic behemoth that looks like a massive resort, like from far away, that it just has like the Scientology star symbol on it, and it really just look it is it's uh, it's foreboding. Um, but yeah, yeah, I actually have relatives who live in Clearwater, and they say that it is a kind of a weird thing where you've got a cult just you know operating. In as a, their HQ is in your hometown. Yeah, you'd love to. I, see I actually knew a Scientologist in college, um, and I remember my friend, because my friend's an idiot, brought up to him. He asked him if he saw Going Clear, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you talk? What the fuck's wrong with you?" Um. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I, th- he was a nice kid, but it kind of was just like, I can't really be that close to you because I, like, I, I can't be friends with someone who I think is in a really horrible, abusive cult. Yes. Fair. Um, but anyway, I was just going to say that one of the actress, I forget what this character's name is, but is uh, Sonny Mabry. I don't know if you recognize her. She was big in the two th- late 90s, 2000s. I think, she was, I think she's been in like, the Joss Whedonverse and stuff like that. But more importantly, I, I feel really bad for her, though, because I Googled her just to see uh, what the most she's most famous for. And this is really this is a huge L for her life. This is what her the Wikipedia blurb on Google is. Sonny Mabry is an American actress and model. Prior to debuting in films, Mabry appeared in music videos such as Nookie by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> oh, shit. She did a, it all for the Nookie. That's a big L. Imagine if the first thing people see, like, what, what's she been in? Oh, she was in the Nookie video. Bye. Shout out another, some more Florida greats. Um, anyway. Um... So Natalie approaches, and we learn, you know, they're doing their whole pitch, that they're a community of brothers and sisters, et cetera, et cetera. 
Yeah, they start doing that, and, you know, they start asking her the important questions that you need to ask someone that you want to join your cult, which is basically, like, how is your family situation? Yeah. Like, do you have much of it? Mm-hmm. And she suggests that she doesn't have much family, um, but the sister lady notices that she's got, like, a, um, like a... <laughs> A fucking what do you call those things again? It's like a keychain. A uh, keychain, yeah, mom. like a keychain that's the world's greatest mom. And she's like, oh yeah, but yeah. And they're like, well, what about that? And she's like, oh yeah, well yeah, I have a daughter. I don't have family except for my daughter, but we don't talk much at all anymore. So whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Natalie proceeds to get a phone call from who we probably know is Julie yeah. and asking about being able to take a ride with her friend, I yeah. guess. And yeah. how how old was that friend or how long that friend has had like mm-hmm. a license for? Yeah. And absolutely not. So. At that point, she's pretty much ruled herself as a, a candidate for yeah. this. Yeah, and so then they, you know, start to walk away. But then monks start asking questions, and we learn that they have their own farm. They're self-sufficient. They grow beets. Um, and monk says that he's feeling sad and disconnected. Yeah, you know, he uh, at, at first he's he's like you know just trying to like play into the act, right? Mm-hmm. He's playing along and stuff. But little by little, you can see him being swooned over to their side. Yes. Stoudemire was absolutely right in thinking that Monk would be an easy mark for a cult. He is... Uh, Plato. Yeah, he's... Exactly. He says that later. And so, um, you know, he's, go, he's, you know, talking him into it. And he says to Natalie, yeah, they think I'm some kind of boob. And then he has to sit up... They take him in the van. And he has to sit up front. And they say, of course. So, you know, Monk, they're... I mean, they're, they're good at... Uh, they're, they're, they're good salesmen. Because, yes. you know... They, they, they make Monk feel welcome, and Monk never feels welcome. Right. So, yeah, he suggests, you know, right before he leaves, he tells Natalie kind of like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Like, we'll figure it out. This is plan B, and, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll do it. So, yeah, he joins them, and sure enough, they head over to the ranch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're kind of getting the tour. Or they're giving him the tour, and they explain that it's uh, a ranch that's over 4,000 acres big. Or, you know, that's the size of it. Yeah. Um, they have food, water, and solar power, and that, you know, everyone's so fucking happy that they never leave the ranch. Yeah. Um, and they kind of give off, like, at this point, they're, like, mashing some other shit. It seems like a very doomsday kind of uh, yes. culty. I mean, you kind of need a doomsday in order for really any cult to work, because without that, there's no urgency. It's kind of the right. thing about cults. Yeah, I'm, like I said, right. I'm a pre- pretty big cult guy. I'll listen to any podcast about a cult. Um Right. And um, I hate to say this because this is not good, but, like, someone does need to die. Like, the thing that the thing about Nexium, which was a little disappointing, is that no one died. And I, that's horrible to say out loud, but you know what I mean? Like, if there was a couple deaths, it would have been better, you know? Um, right. Not better, but more interesting. I'll say this, though. The mutilation, like, the branding of his initials in the private, in the general area, that was good. That was close enough, though. Like, that, that, <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. section. Because that was, that became, like, the very famous thing. But like I said, since I listened to it, like, I listened to it, the podcast came out, like, very shortly after Allison Mack was uh, arrested. Indicted? Yeah. And I was just, like, blown away where, oh, Jesus Christ, great stuff. Wasn't it both their initials? Uh, yes. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it was both. It was AM and then KR. Um, crazy shit. Um... And, yeah, they're talking about how the system will fail, there'll be a blanket of darkness, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'll say this. This, the location scout on this episode did a great job. This is a beautiful yes. location. Correct. I'm assuming Very it's some type of, like, botanical garden or something. I don't know. It looks, obviously, obviously they didn't build all these structures and, that, what's, and stuff, but um, I was wondering if you, like, recognized it as, like, the West Covina Botanical Gardens or something. I would guess it's like the one in Pasadena, in the San Gabriel, the Arbore- Arboretum. Arboretum. Is it? Because uh, it, it's actually this actually does look pretty mountainous and hilly. It doesn't look as far. Yeah, so it's I figured, like that. It's hilly. I figured it was in the Inland Empire. 
um, yeah. which is a real misnomer. Um, never, uh, never. Yeah, seen, no, am you ne- don't want that empire? No, never. I've never seen any uh, like. I've never seen a photo of uh, Buescovino or what else is in uh, San Bernardino was in the Empire or no? Oh, yeah, Riverside. Yeah, Riverside. uh, Never seen photos of any of those places and been like, man, this is an empire. It's kind of like how there's a county in Florida, Polk County, which is the biggest county in size, uh, I think, west, I mean, east of the Mississippi River. I don't know why I know that off the top of my head. But I have a good friend. We have good friends who are from there. And that they, in newspaper ads, they used to call it Imperial Polk County to make it sound fancy. And I'll tell you this, Polk County is the least fancy place I've ever been in my life. (laughs) It is, uh, anyway. I I can't wait to see it. Yeah, Polk County. I mean, Lakeland's... You've heard of Lakeland, I assume? Lakeland, Florida? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's yes. there. I mean, it's like Lakeland's not a bumpkin. Like, there's 100,000 people there. But if you go into, like, rural Polk County, like Lake Wales and stuff like that, pff, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, so the what they do apparently for money is they sell flowers, um, which is nice. And, you know, we learned that uh, the sister that she's talking to was, li- was previously living on the street until they found father. Um, and now everyone's happy. Yeah, everyone's happy. It seems to be a very uh, ev- like he like we said earlier. No one wants to leave the ranch because it's just such an idyllic place to live, mm-hmm. apparently. But then Monk um, starts asking questions. Right. Yeah, he starts asking questions, and <clears throat> he starts referring to the newspaper like articles, and they call them the devil rags. Yeah, fake news. Um. um. Yeah, fake news, and uh, and then we find out <clears throat> we get a glimpse of father who is played by your boy Howie Mandel. I'm fine with that. I honestly, unless he's done something recently, I I don't mind. I mean, hey, he, he, we both have obsessive impulse disorder, so it's actually him. Um. I, th- I would say his is a little. Uh, yeah, it's worse. It's worse, but it's you know there's every also you don't honestly you don't know how bad mine can be. I just because I don't just because mine doesn't manifest itself in not shaking people's hands. You know I don't know. Um, or buying a pair of pants every time you use another one. Like, does he or, do that? Does he not wear? I believe twice? that's what the, the, that's the story about him. Like yeah. he doesn't use the same. Uh, pair yeah, of pants. I'm kidding. His 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 is worse than mine, but I do feel kindred. I, I you know I feel kindred spirit with him. Um, because that the soul you patch. Shave your head. No, the soul. I have a really <laughs> dumb, misshapen head, and also the soul patch is a problem. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, they he starts asking about Amanda Clark, and the brother Ted says that Amanda Clark died over a year ago when she left. You know, which is always a that definitely not a cultish thing to say at all. Uh, to say that just because right. someone left and like wanted to make their own decisions that they died. Great stuff. Right. So yeah, that's kind of like as far as he gets with brother zach mm-hmm. um <clears throat> no brother sorry ted. with brother brother, brother ted. ted so then after that he's kind of like roaming the premises and he comes across some guy playing probably some of the worst acoustic music i ever heard in my life mm-hmm. um brother zach and you know monk starts mentioning like what happened mm-hmm. uh with amanda clark and brother zach reveals that the or like no monk asked basically says that he must have been hassled a lot because you know, he apparently was the security detail. He was a uh, father's alibi or whatever. And, you know, Zach, true believer, um, suggests that although he didn't see him that night, he could he heard him the whole night, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And so, um, uh, sorry, I was just, I had uh, Sonny Mabry's IMDb up and I just noticed that I, I have seen her for the first movie she ever was in, which is the 2002 horrible film, The New Guy, which I've seen twice, and it is Oof. absolutely terrible. I don't know if you ever saw that. Uh, I've only seen it once. D- DJ Qualls gets his dick broken in the first 15 minutes, and that is not a joke. Um, 
his, teacher, his teacher thinks that he's smuggling something in his pants and starts grabbing it, and it's just an erection. Not a good movie. Um, <laughs> I didn't even remember that point. Lyle Lovett plays his dad for some reason. And whatever. Um, and yeah, so he. I don't, honestly, I didn't really remember exactly what you said. Uh, but and the point being here, he heard a microwave, as and he heard that he heard right. um, father talking to God because he heard him talking to someone. Um, right. And because apparently he's always talking to God, you know. And yes. Monk's like, oh, but could he have snuck away possibly? And now Zach, so he gets his guard up a little bit. Yeah, he suggests that Monk sounds like a cop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Monk, I don't know how, convinces him that he's not. And, uh, you know, they kind of both get back to vibing out to yeah. some horrible acoustic music. Yeah. Exactly. And so Monk is then now investigating around uh, Father's cabin. And he notices a weird pattern in the dirt, which doesn't obviously mean anything until later. And then... You know, father hits him with those words. Can I help you? And I'll be honest with you, I, it wouldn't work on me, but it's very clear how father is so good at getting people because he immediately diagnoses all of Monk's problems and uh, offers to help. Yeah, in like the easiest, most surface level way he does, he suggests, you know, oh, it seems like you're missing something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just, you know, basically suggesting that there's something for him to gain yes. or to find at this compound it is incredibly surface level but the thing is you only, you don't ever need to do more than surface level because the type of person right. you're trying to recruit to a cult it's the it's same reason enough. why like that you don't yeah. i remember there's a fascinating um i, I forget exactly where i first saw it but someone made a point where the that basically the reason why email scams are so dumb like the nigerian email ones is because they actually don't want to be that convincing because they want only the dumbest possible people to reply because only the dumbest possible people will go through with actually sending money right in the same way right. with a cult, you don't actually want to spend that much time convincing a smart person to join because the smart person is going to be a lot less likely to give up their life savings for you. Um, right. But yeah, so he's like, I feel like there's a light that's been extinguished. What was her name? Trudy, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then he gives them the book, which is called The Principles of Holiness, which is just honestly, I think a lot of this episode they did a good job, but that they, they just mailed that lazy. one in. That's lazy. Yeah. Um, and then I forgot how they get to this line, but basically there's like a, the, oh yeah, as a result of reading this book, basically the more you know, the less you don't know, mm-hmm. which, which sticks with Monk. But that is true. Um, it's also very obvious, but whatever. Yeah. And so yeah, Father to, keep, gives him the Bible. We cut to Disher interrogating Ted, who is of course doing like a chant. Yeah, he's doing he's doing a chant, and Disher's basically trying to bad cop him. And um, you know, he mentions that Amanda Clark was one of the chosen children and lived with him for a year and a half. So clearly, father must have been very upset when she left. And you know, Z- uh, Ted basically says that father you know hasn't left the ranch in three weeks, and that he wouldn't have left because it's harvest season. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no chance that he could have been where she was alleged to have been killed. I will say, look, I, I was just thinking about this. Another thing this cult is missing is that they do mentioned that amanda and father had a relationship but there's not enough like there's not enough sex involved honestly it's it's a little bit lacking in that department well, he's, it, he's, he's got a bad back true yeah. but you know damn well that he like there's just no way he's not having sex with like 20 uh, uh, sisters a day you know what i mean like that just like and not i mean that that's not a good thing but like there's right, just right, no right, way. Right. i mean with that soul patch i mean come on um and uh, Dish was like, okay, so he doesn't leave, but what if he got sick? And, of course, Father doesn't get sick, um, which, you know, duh. Yeah, and then, yeah but what, what if he gets sick and then they have to bring 
like no no that's not the bus thing you do no it's thing. yeah what if what if you got hit by a bus uh you know a high there are no buses there well what if it careens off the highway the highway seven miles away what if it careen like, what if it careens seven miles i've seen bus i've seen things careen for miles <laughs> Right, I did like that a lot, and um, luckily we get bailed out because Natalie shows up and basically reveals that she wasn't able to go through with it because she wasn't the person they were looking yeah. for, and that Monk is indeed going undercover. Yes, and her only piece of evidence that Monk's going to be okay is that Monk waved uh, to her, and we learned that this guy, Brother Ted, was a teacher at MIT um, 18 months earlier, and now he's, you know, a complete uh, nutcase. So... I mean, less than ideal, honestly. Um, so that we can only imagine what that means for Adrian. Yeah. Monk. Although, like, I think that th- 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 being a smart math teacher, I think if anything, I could probably. I I I think that there's. It's not that crazy that uh, prof- a professor. Uh, much... I mean, I guess it I depends. Think... If he's, like, a true, like, math person, you wouldn't look for anything spiritual for guidance. Yes and no. I don't know. I think that it's not uh, – I guess what I'm trying to say is that I think that in all of these cold situations, you always hear people who you're like, they should be too smart. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, actual intelligence and, the like, the emotional intelligence required not to get sucked in by a cult are very different things. Um, yes. They're unrelated. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we cut to they're singing this little light of mine on stage. Um which uh, I honestly not weird. I wish they picked like a weirder, like a weirder song. It's like I sang that song when I was you know in preschool. Like it's not that strange, you know. Yeah, and it's not. Is is it? Is it like a like a God Jesus song? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's okay. uh, I, yeah. The I light the of vine is, I believe, like the Holy Spirit inside you. I think or something like that. I don't know. Um, hmm. But anyway, uh, so Monk, of course, has a tambourine, um, which I was actually thinking about it. School, like, growing up, I don't know about you, but growing up in school and, like, music class, I was under the impression that I was going to be playing a tambourine a lot more often in life. You know what I mean? I feel like you have a tambourine, like, in your hand once a week in elementary school. <laughs> uh, goes to Burning Man once. Uh, no thank you. But, uh, have you been to Burning Man, by the way? No, I, and honestly, I don't even think that's a Burning Man thing. It's probably more of no. a Coachella thing. No, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, correct. But yeah, no, um, but you know, am I crazy though? Or did, did we not play tambourines all the time in elementary school? I feel like that was just a... Uh, yeah, you know, like, definitely going to Catholic school, you definitely do, because there's a lot of those, like, kumbaya, loser songs, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's like that and dinosaurs are, like, the two most important things. That, dinosaurs, and did you guys ever, do you do anything with the Iditarod in elementary school? No, just me. Um... Anyway. Is that the fucking dog? Dog sled race? race? Yeah. Okay, so the answer then is no, because if you did, you would know damn well that it's the fucking dog sled race. Um, next year, tell me you haven't seen the movie Snow Dogs. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. No. Hold on. Is that the one with Paul Walker? No, that's April, though. That's honestly just disrespectful what you just did. Snow Dogs is the only cute little <laughs> junior. I, actually, I haven't seen April, because I was too old. But, I mean, okay, I wasn't too old. I was probably like 10 by the time April came out, and I'm like, movies were... This is hor- horrible to say, but movies about animals are all bad. Like, they're just bad. Like, if an animal's not talking, I'm not interested in watching the movie about it. You know what, <laughs> what about War Horse? Uh, no, I haven't seen War Horse. Mostly just because, like, there's... From what I understand about it, like, this dude... De- I'm not even going to say it. Um, definitely some sexual stuff going on with that horse, I'll say that. Um, <laughs> oh, God, okay. I haven't seen it, but, like, there's no... He loves the horse a lot. Okay, fine. Sure, 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 sure. That's completely normal. Mr. Mr. Hands. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, I didn't want to say it, but I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I, you know, I actually reminds me of I, one of my favorite 
not favorite, but I love, love, love. I think it's super underrated. And they never. I think it's underrated because no one wants to quote it. But the bit in Forty-Year-Old uh, Virgin where Seth Rogen talks about going to Tijuana, it's like, yeah, we saw a show where it's a woman fucking a horse, and you know, I yes. thought it'd be entertaining, but I, it wasn't. You know, you go there and it's it's a woman fucking a horse. <laughs> I just felt we all kind of felt bad for her, and honestly, we felt bad for the horse. <laughs> God, this is so dark. Yeah, whatever. Um, so. He, as uh, father's making a speech, he points out that he's never been sick, and he doesn't use a prescription. He just has four milligrams of the light. Um, and then they welcome Adrian on stage. And correctly, father is sensing fear in him. Yeah, you know, he does that typical bullshit when you prey on someone that clearly has insecurities. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he asks him, like, what are you afraid of? Or he seems like he's full of fear, and what is he afraid of? And, you know, we get to the list, which I actually wrote them all down. And we know about a lot of these, a couple that are new. Um, what are the new ones? Fire. Though? Yeah, I think the new ones are uh, actually it's just mushrooms and charcoal. Mushrooms? Yeah, charcoal. Yeah, yeah. He asks, are you afraid of charcoal? And what father does is he wipes the charcoal on Adrian's hand and he reaches for a wipe. And basically uh, father's like, no, your wipes are a crutch. You don't need the wipes. Drop the wipe. And there, for about a minute and a half, there's just Monk is deciding whether or not he's going to drop the wipe. And you know the moment he does, he's – they got him. They got him. Yeah. He's, he's broken. They got him. Ladies and gentlemen, yep. we got him. Yeah, and right after that, they, like, proceed to, like, start – he starts, like, hugging the shit out of everybody, which yeah. is already, like, we know this is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we cut to Stoudemire comes into the station with a flower – with some flowers. And apparently he saw Monk at the airport, and there's a problem because he was selling flowers – and he was smiling. Yeah, he was uh, not good. Uh, he was dressed in a yellow shirt. He's a true believer now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they kind of, Dish or Natalie kind of don't believe it for a second until Sotomayor shows them that there's exactly 10 petals on each flower, confirming that Adrian Monk is selling flowers. Yes. And we see Monk in, like, the, where they're uh, gathering the flowers and he's spritzing all over. He's being, a, you know, micromanager. Um, and he's, you know, Zach. Pretty much like when he was up. a butler. What? Like, very similar to yes. when he was a butler. Very much so. Um, and Is that your service? Bam! Yes, yes. Mr. Mike, is that your service? There you go. Uh, but then he gets called. Uh, father apparently wants to see him. And so we see the inside of Father's uh, cabin, which is honestly very, like, very modern. Honestly, I like the architecture. It's, it's nice and uh, it's quaint. Yeah, it seems very cool in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Father offers him a cup of tea. Because basically he has five cups of tea a day. And that he should feel lucky because apparently none of his children have ever been in his corner. Not none of his children. Most of his children haven't. Apparently uh, Monk sold a lot at the airport, not much at the train station, etc., etc. And he's, you know, father's trying to make his tea, but the, the kettle's not getting hot. Um, which, of course, it's because it's not plugged in. And did you catch his uh, father's hesitancy to bend down in the moment? Yeah, I did. I didn't realize what it was for. I just thought he was kind of, like, hopeless, and he kind of was mm-hmm. hoping that most people are subservient to him. That's mm-hmm. how I took it, at least. Yeah. And so Monk ends up plugging it in, and he picks up, like, a cap on something. Um, mm-hmm. It's unclear what it is. And he's like, uh, Adrian, is there something you want to tell me? Sister Gina has a radio. And <laughs> narc. Know, he's, I mean, he's a narc. Uh, and, yeah. you know, obviously, Father's like, I'm not an idiot. I know, who, I know the name Adrian Monk. He reads, you know, we learn he reads the newspapers, even though they're uh, of rags. Um, but yeah, so he basically right. confronts him about what's going on. Yeah. 
he confronts him about it and you know father kind of admits oh he he first suspects that the cops sent him like you know inside to do that which is kind of exactly what happened um and you know in the in this moment he kind of admits to being upset about of course being upset about amanda clark leaving um but he like staunchly denies killing her or having anything to do with her killing exactly and monk then starts begging to be able to stay because he's like i came here for that reason but that's not me anymore i love it here i love not thinking I'm so sorry, so tired of thinking, et cetera, et cetera. And then, of course, father lets him stay, and he says, "I'm, I'll make you." And he says, "I thank you. Let me make you prove that." And then, what do we cut to? Uh, we cut to <laughs> to him at his bank, um, coming out with uh, brother Ted, and I forgot what her name is. Um, yeah. And it appears that he's he had just withdrawn, or I guess he wrote them a check or something. Yeah, he withdrew uh, his entire. Uh, Savings, yeah. which is thirty-two thousand, which is honestly more than I thought would be in there. That's true. Um, and, and they suddenly keep going with the grift, like your brother doesn't he own his own house? Um, but right then, Stoudemire, Disher, and Natalie roll up, and they basically kidnap Monk, um, in the middle of the street, which is not great, even though it is correct. They should do that. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel good. And then we see Natalie bringing Monk food in a, an empty room. It's just a big empty room with a, a mattress on the floor. Yeah, you know, they're kind of, uh, he needs to go clear. He needs to uh, mm-hmm. break uh, break this habit. So, you know, they, she brings him some food because apparently he hasn't eaten, and it's his favorite, chicken pot pie. But, Which, it's um, really weird that he likes chicken pot pie because that's such a mixed up, like it couldn't be more. Uh, like separation is like not there. Exactly. Um, yeah. But he refuses to eat, and he she tries to feed him. Um and he ends up smearing all over his face, and she says, I'll get a wipe. And what does he do? He instead wipes himself off on his fucking sleeve, which is just not the monk that we know. No. Um, and so Natalie's feeling bad. She feels like the mother from The Exorcist, um, which, honestly, fair. Um, uh, but unlike the mother from The Exorcist, I actually I tried to come up with a joke, but I was going to say, I, yeah, whatever. Um... Well, just like uh, The Exorcist, there are some peas involved here. Wow, good, great point. Um, shouts to uh, shouts to Linda Blair. Hope she's doing well. Um, uh, anyway, um, but she was she wasn't spread. for a while. Just kidding. Uh, who Linda, Linda Blair? Blair? Yeah, she was. A, she got fucked up for a while. She was into drugs and stuff, and I think yeah, I think she dated. If I remember correctly, and this is just from me remembering uh, from the ringers podcast about the exorcist i think she dated rick springfield when she was like 15 which you have some questions for rick springfield um but anyway i mean i had questions for rick springfield when i saw him in true detective season two that was so bizarre he was in that (laughs) yeah it was really fucking weird he looked so weird god man true detective season two want want to talk about a show that we will we won't podcast honestly i actually would love to do a podcast about true detective season two because it is weird in such it's bad in such bizarre, specific ways. Um, man. Anyway. Um, so, Stommer's, it's Stommer's turn to go in, because Dr. Kroger's there and Disher, and they're all, you know, trying to help him out. And Dr. Kroger tells to Stommer to t- take his watch off to keep him disoriented, which I think is fun. Um, yeah. And he, playing, gives, he drops off a gift. Tricks. Yeah, he drops off a gift, uh, those gifts being gruesome crime scene photos, which is just what you want to tell someone that's in a sensitive state of mind. Yeah. Or show them. Exactly, yeah. Just Honestly, just bad all around by Stoutmire here. Um, and, of course, Monk says, Father says we don't hate our enemies. We pity them. I pity, pity you, Leland. 
Um, and so Stoudemire's not getting anywhere. So then Randy goes in. And I think you could tell what was going to happen with Randy the moment he went in. Is that fair to say? Uh, no, no, oh, no, no, no. Okay. I, I thought, because he, like, comes in thinking, like, saying, like, oh, this guy's a joke, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I certainly did not expect him to to come on over to that side. Yeah, so then we cut to Randy is singing along with Monkey Shirtless. Um, and as yeah. he's leaving, he says, oh, I should go to the bank. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 I did like that. And um, Dr. Kroger sits down and... Um, he, imme- he tries to manipulate Malcolm Eatley by saying that three years ago... I don't know how he felt about that. Yeah, I don't like this. This is way. bad psychiatry, but he says that the, the cult tried to recruit Harold, but he was too smart. Right, implying that, like, you know, if Monk were to go along with it, he would be less intelligent than Harold, in a way. Yes. Um, and then he says something that Tom Cruise believes, which is that psychiatry, psychiatry was invented by the devil, um, uh, which is not great, um, less than ideal. So once again, yeah. just, it's, it's honestly just nice that there's a, that it, there are tax-free religion that uh, believes that. It's really nice that that's a thing that's allowed to happen in this country, but whatever. Um, yeah, whatever. You know. Right, right, right. But that's not just Monk's opinion, according to, um, no. you know, that, that was made by the devil. And um, and that's when, you know, Charles Kroger starts spitting the facts. Exactly. Let's him know that he's the father, this so-called selfless guy who doesn't need anything in the world, is uh, somehow worth $20 million and has several different houses and properties. Mm-hmm. Yes, he apparently owns parking garages, karate studios, a bunch of other things. Honestly, crazy that there's $20 million in karate studios. I mean, unless you're Tiger Shulman, which I think that that's just a New York thing, but... Have you ever joined? Have you ever uh, wondered about uh, how Gracie Barra got all their funding? About who? Gracie Barra. Who's that? That's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Like, oh, no. Yeah, sorry. It's the name of a studio or something. I know that there's a lot of karate studios in the valley. Um, I knew that that's a big thing there. Um, oh yeah. Anyway, like in New York, there's just Tiger Shulman, which is the funniest name ever because it's such an oxymoron because first name tiger but then shulman is like the <laughs> like when i think of karate i don't think of the name shulman um but anyway uh you know he's like he kroger's like um he's using you etc etc um <coughs> and then he says that he loves him in that he, father showed monk what love really means and then kroger comes in with the finisher yeah basically says you know um you know, what would, what would Trudy think if she was there? Mm-hmm. And then, like, he pulls out a picture of Trudy and says, well, you know, if you've got all the answers now, then basically you don't need this anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he suggests throwing away the picture, and then he kind of, like, crumples it and, like, throws it, right? Mm-hmm. Or something? Yeah. He, like, just dumps it? Yeah. And Monk, you know, st- stops for a second, and then he picks it up and flattens it out, and he starts crying, and it's like, you know, I'm, you know, Trudy, et cetera, et cetera. This, my least favorite part of this episode is how quickly this happens. It's, it's, yes. too, it's too neat. Um, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I it's, agree. like, even neater than the it's not your fault scene in uh, Good Will Hunting. Um, which, once again, that's not that's not how therapy works. Um, but it is a good scene. I, you know, I can't really uh, fault Matt yeah. and Ben Affleck for doing that. Because the problem with uh, dramatizing therapy in any way is that, like, there's just really – breakthroughs just don't happen. At least in my experience, like, they ha- the thing about breakthroughs is that they happen so gradually where it's, like, you know – anyway. Um but uh, he, of course, says Kroger says welcome back, and then beep 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 beep. Yeah, Kroger's beeper goes off, and we have the clue that basically solves the whole crime. Yes. So Monks kind of smiles and laughs, and just says that he solved the case, and you know Kroger's pretty happy to hear that too. Yep. And so we go to Mr. Donovan's office, um, 
and you know he, he's doing pretty well for himself they say that i think it's like the kitchen supply company like a restaurant supply company is what he owns um you know yeah he's and, got a nice office mm-hmm. and so uh you know they confront him and basically um, almost immediately come out and say you killed uh this poor girl Yes, Amanda Clark. Um, and, you know, his wife comes out the back, and Tom is incredulous and says, like, oh, my God, can you believe it? Like, they think that I killed her. And, um, and you know, Monk tells him that father was in the cabin. He couldn't have killed anyone. Like, he actually believes that he was there. And the microwave beeping is the clue that basically gave it all away. Yes. Because, as we all saw, father did not have a microwave. And he has, like, trouble bending over. Yes. And I guess that's Exactly, yes. Yes. And so what they found out is that it was a doctor. It was a Dr. Wesserman um, who injects uh, father. Cortisone. Uh, yeah, cortisone shots once a week, um, which they really clearly aren't working because he still can't bend down. But uh, – and there, there's even a secret door, which is what Monk noticed in the dirt. Um, right. And the problem is – the problem for uh, father is that he has a great alibi – but he can't say it because, uh, you know, he won't be the miracle that he he presents himself to. Be. It, it honestly is the exact situation of the nineteen ninety nine film Legally Blonde, uh, actually two thousand one film Legally Blonde. Um, I don't know if you've seen, Not the seen film. that. I've never uh, seen that. I actually watched it for the first time like a week ago. It's fine, but basically, where uh, Ali Larder's character is a um, like. Uh, weight loss guru and she can't use her alibi because her alibi was that she was getting liposuction um you know it's fine. um okay anyway um and of course that if it couldn't have been father then that raises a question of why was uh this dude mr whatever's face mr donovan donovan so insistent that it was him right because clearly then he's hiding something yeah you know and um so his wife even like brings out like some key evidence that's mm-hmm. gonna apparently save the guy, yes. and it's that he got a traffic ticket and and it shows that the girl was in his car on the way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But there's no way that that was on the way to the hospital because one, she didn't look like she was covered in blood. No, yeah, she looked fine. But anyway, so we go downstairs to the car, which apparently hasn't been cleaned, and it's a company car, um, and there's blood all over the seat. But if you look at the photo, she's wearing a seatbelt. Right. And, you know, Mr. Donovan's like, well, then clear, you know, yeah, I seatbelted her in, you know, she was dying. But they look at the seatbelt and uh, there's no blood on it at all. Right. Exactly. So that kind of fucks up his story. Yes. And we basically find out or like Monk suggests what the whole thing Mm -hmm. was. And it's basically that he was out for a night on the town with a prostitute. Well, no, no, no. You're forgetting a joke that I sincerely... Every single time I'm gonna, I want to use the word prostitute in a sentence or any, and and oh, I want to say sex prostitute. It's the one of my favorite things. You're the sex prostitute because I love in the situation where this woman is learning that her husband's a murderer. She still stops and says, as opposed to, as opposed to what other kind of prostitute, <laughs> right? Uh, sex prostitute. Anyway, um, yeah, go. So yeah, so apparently he would have been with this girl who was a prostitute and. Uh, of course, she would have blabbed about, like, the last year and a half or whatever, however long it was, um, you know, the whole events of her life. And so once he had – once they crossed that red light or whatever and they got the camera flashed on them, he knew that because it was a company car, 
the the picture like and the ticket were gonna show up at the office, so he needed a reason to mm-hmm. come up with this, which is a pretty fucking like mm-hmm. ingenious way to do it. Like yeah. with considering like how little time he had to put this together. Yeah, honestly, good so, stuff for him. Um, and so yeah, go. So yeah, he he decides that he needs to kill her, and as a result of hearing about her cult story, he realized that he could just blame it on them. Mm-hmm. Right? It uh-huh. sounds easy. Sounds like some shit. Although, unfortunately for him, and we all saw it, they're not that kind of cult. So no. like, I don't think eventually it would have held up. No. Um. But anyway. Uh, and it didn't. Yeah. So they, you know, prove him. They arrest him. Um. And then we cut to Monk and Natalie outside of the store. Of course, Monk is making Natalie carry a bunch of shit. Um. And yep. the family rolls up. And father, father makes an appearance, and he want because he wants to thank Monk in person. Yeah, he wants to thank Monk in person uh, for clearing his name, and you know he um, he offers him uh, to come he back. He offers home. him like to come back home, um, mm-hmm. and basically Monk says no, and but the father says that whatever like he wants him to do, he'll do for him, and Monk only has one request, and that's mm-hmm. that he tie his shoelaces in front of everyone so everyone can see what yes. a fucking fraud he is. And he's like, oh, he doesn't. It's like, oh, maybe you need a cortisone shot. We can call Dr. Seth Westerman. Um, and then, of course, he hits him with, uh, the more you know, the less you don't know. And then Natalie right. hits him with a so long pops. Um, and then I do yep. love the end bit where it's, you did good, boss. Yeah. Oh, did you stop that check? Yes. Yeah. And then they go back. You did good. <laughs> like, did that, uh, you know, you uh, make shots to stop in that check. Um, the $30 fee was well worth it, I assume. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, that's Mr. Monk Joins the Cult. What do you give this episode out of 10? Uh, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave it an 8 as well. Like I said, I like the subversion of it where the cult isn't the bad guy. Because that's, like, obvious. And I think it's... But we wanted the cult to be the bad guy. Yeah, of guy. course. It's, But it's like, you know... I th- Because I think that so many of the Monk episodes are the classic thing where a very powerful person couldn't have been in two places at once. But it's actually like, no, the whole... It actually... Well, he actually wasn't. It's like a subversion of it. Um, which it's nice to see. Because you think it's right. gonna... You think the episode's gonna be, oh my god, how did he sneak out without the whole cult knowing about it, right? Um, uh-huh. But of course it's not. It's uh, this slimy businessman who uh, would rather... Just, uh, just really a shitty dude that you'd rather murder someone than have to admit that you uh, hired a prostitute to your wife. That's just really a shitty guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ray Donovan's brother. Yep. Shame. Um, uh... Yeah, imagine if imagine if the character was played by uh, Pablo Schreiber, um, who actually, of course, is Ray Donovan's brother. Correct. Even though they didn't grow up in the same house, which is crazy that they're both actors. But anyway, um, so uh, please follow the show at Strictly Monkin on Twitter. Andre, we hope people follow you. You can follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J Christie. Um, please rate, subscribe, share with the biggest. Monk fan in your life, uh, happy Mother's Day, belatedly recording this on Sunday. I hope you and your mother, I assume you saw your mother today because I know you're in the same city or no. Um, anyway, I hope yes, you had a good Mother's Day. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, please, more important than all that, tune in later this week as we talk about Mr. Monk goes to the bank. And you can take that to the bank. Let's go, monkey. Let's go, monkey.